Now, let me remind you before we pray and, and really set sail. Isn't it fun to have fun? I believe that's another thing too that Paul heard of their faith when he was dancing around in different places that he saw a people free from themselves. He, he, would, he would go into a city. Because see, he had to see something different about people whenever he walked into a city. Or at the time, he would have never known who to grab. When he was Saul, he had no idea who to grab unless he knew that they were doing something a bit different than what they had been doing for him to be able to carry them back. Remember, he got permission to go kill Christians. Well, how did he know? You see, they looked an awful lot like you. And so the thing is about this tonight is that one of the things that uh, this morning, the setting up is about connecting hearts with each other. And we had one of the most beautiful moments this morning whenever we had that time. It don't take long, but it's not about the time. It's about me getting a chance to connect with your heart in some other setting outside of this. So whenever someone offers something, deep down what the people are desiring is you. They just want to hang out with you. And deep down, you got to know that you are desirable to hang out with. That God digs you so you can dig yourself and then in turn you can let others dig you. You dig it? <laughs> Alright, who wants to pray for us to get us cranked up? Someone under the age of 20. Harvin, you want it? Had a kid. Thank you. Alright, we're going to be back in Hebrews. We're going to be in chapter 3 and we're going to pick back up in verse 12. Pop, thanks a ton last week for stepping in. Isn't he good? Isn't he fun? That's where initially I felt the passion he out of he and mom. You know, man, when those songs that we were singing earlier, it reminded me too. It just, it just flooded me with, a, uh, with some memories of uh, talking about Mama's Day. My mom could not sing a lick. <laughs> she was horrible. She couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. But boy, she'd sing. You know, she would always, she'd be in the back, and this was the days when you was a little bitty guy. You could sit up in the middle of the, of the uh, front seat, and, you know, you'd be bouncing around all over the place. And So, Daddy, uh, B, that's my granddaddy, that's Daddy's daddy, would start out. And then Daddy would chime in there with him. And then here comes Mama. And the, and the, and the boys would look at each other and go, Ooh. And they get a little louder. And they get a little louder. Mama never flinched. So for all the females in here, I echo what Deb said. Happy Mama's Day. I've been surrounded by a bunch of good ones in my life. Very thankful. Thanks, Mom. Hebrews chapter 3, here we go. 
We left off last week in this verse here in verse 12. It said, Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. <coughs> verse 13, You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin. And remember, we, 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 we dissected that word sin a little bit. And we even sent that out and we reminded ourselves that sin also means, it means to be mistaken. It means to miss the mark. It means to be without a share in. And remember, we kind of walked down that road a little bit and reminded ourselves that this letter going to the Hebrews is going to a group of Jewish Christians. They have lived their entire life in a certain way of gaining acceptance from God. Jesus blasts out of the earth and that way is changing. And this whole entire letter is saying, look, it's out with the old and in with the new. And we're just in the early precipice of this. And so what's happening is that they're reminding them that Jesus is better than anything. Jesus came to fulfill the law and did so. And so, there's, so one of the examples I thought of is like, picture yourself when you put a shirt on. Or better yet, try this tomorrow morning when you get out of the shower and you start to dry yourself off. I guarantee you, most of us will dry one certain part of our body first. Just try to do that different. Go the opposite way. And just think about your mind and going, wow, I don't even give that a second thought. I just dry myself off and here I go and I'm out into the day. And these letters are written to go, hey, woohoo, time out. You don't have to do that anymore. We have a new way and it's Jesus. And so in verse 14, it says, For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Recall that moment just for a second. What was going on in your life when you first believed? You got it? Think of this along with it. Probably the setting was maybe not too much different than what we have here. There's an aisleway here. And so at some point, you got yourself up out of a seat you weren't already standing. And you went down front and you placed your hand in the hand of a preacher, pastor, minister, priest, whatever. And you said what words? What did you say? Alright, some said I believe. What did someone else say? What are some things that people might say when they go down? Say again. I want to repent. I want to repent. I want to receive. I want to receive. I want to be baptized. What else? I want Jesus. Alright, in those moments when I'm saying that I want to repent and I want to be baptized and I want Jesus and I want to receive, what is it that you're after in that moment? 
New life. Relation. Man, there you go. Alright. How do we... Huh? Out of hell. Out of hell. <laughs> yeah. How do we teach? So now put yourself in this setting and you're reading this letter. They haven't been believing that long. Read verse 14 again. It says, For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. What were they talking about? What belongs to Christ? that now starts to belong to you because of your faith in Him. Alright, that's real churchy for me. That's okay. Take me back to, these, to this land here where I'm going, okay, I don't, I don't really know what that means. No, that's good. Alright, did you hear that? The things I want to do, I don't do. There you go. Alright. Time out. Push pause on this for a second. Let's keep traveling. I love it. Because you see how quick... Here's the thing. And here, Let me just give this illustration. Here's, here's what happens to us, gang. This is the safest place ever because most of us have been through these halls for so long. We've got so many things ingrained into our system. It's like turning on a robot. Hey, how come did you first believe? Because I wanted to receive Jesus. <laughs> Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Don't we? We do that. There was no Bible in this day. I want, you to, I want to try to help you get your default off. Because when your default comes off, and it is... You can go out and help others get their default off of their system. How come I go to this place of worship every... And they stop. They get stuck. Right? It's like Tin Man. He needs oil. And where's his heart? Right? Verse 18. And to whom was God speaking when He took an oath that they would never enter His rest. So here we go. Wasn't it the people who disobeyed? Gang, time out right here just for a second. How many of us, when you hear that word disobey, think about action? Okay. I do too. Alright. Think about the times when you were disobey mama. Or you would disobey daddy. Why did you disobey? Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> John, I love it. Why did I not want to obey? I want to do my own thing. Want to do my own thing. Didn't want to do it. What's underneath that? Think just for a second. What's underneath that? Rebellion. Rebellion could be. Why do I want to rebel? This is Mama. This is Daddy. I am to obey them. In that moment, I don't. Huh? Freedom, maybe. Yes, could be. Who said that? That's it. That way that you're telling me, Mama, is not beneficial. I'm going to go my way. Listen to the definition of this word. Listen to the definition. 
To refuse or withhold belief. To not allow oneself to be persuaded. Think about that. So, so many times, remember the robot? I have disobeyed. I am out of fellowship with God. There's something that you don't believe in Him in this unbelief. You see where the disobeying is first? It's unbelief. So now doesn't it make sense that these guys are writing this letter and saying, look, what is it that you believe makes you right with God? Is it what you can do? Or is it what Jesus did? And your faith in that? That's what they're saying. Let's keep going. Because the people that He's referring to, you remember the folks that wandered in the desert for 40 years? You know why they wandered? It wasn't because they didn't have GPS. Hey, why did they wander, gang? Listen, here we go. So we see, this is verse 19, so we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter into His rest. Now, the rest that they're talking about here, gang, is not on a Tempur-Pedic. It's not on a sleep number. It's not on this... Uh, it's not this... <gasps> Thank you, Lord. I can kick my feet up and forget about the whole thing. You got her now. That ain't it. Ain't it at all. The rest that he's talking about is knowing that you know that God has you covered through Jesus Christ. It's knowing to know. That's the rest. And when I rest in the fact that God has it through Jesus Christ, then I care not who's in my presence. There comes the battle. Now I start to try to pick up the old again. Well, man, I used to do this this way. And now here's old Bilbo, and he's, he's in my grill about wanting me to answer all these questions. And I don't really want to because I'm fearful of it. That's the old. But the new says, man, give it to him. Trust the Jesus in you. Trust the Jesus in you. Think of someone right now that you are surrendering yourself to, that you hide from each week. Could be at work, could be at school, could be at a place of worship. Think about those folks. In that moment, gang, you have elevated that person over the authority of Christ in you. We just sang it. Power over the grave, right? <coughs> then the Lord said to Moses, This is not in Hebrews, I'm going to give you a little sidebar here. It's about the wanderers. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will they refuse to believe in Me in spite of all the miraculous signs I have performed among them? You remember all those? You remember all the plagues? <laughs> I'm telling you, I had forgotten a lot of these plagues. Check these out. You want to? Now look, put yourself... You've been making bricks all your life. Your daddy and mama have been making bricks. Your grandmama and your granddaddy have been making bricks. Their parents have been making bricks. And now you are free. The very thing that you have been praying for and you've been screaming for, you've got it. And now you're walking out and you're wanting to walk out. But old Pharaoh says, nope. Pharaoh, what's that old song? Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Ooh, baby, let my feet 
go. Yeah. That's too churchy. <laughs> listen, listen to all these plagues, gang. This is in uh, this is in Exodus. Don't don't scoot over there. Plague of blood. All the water, all the waters turned to blood. Plague of frogs. That would have been a frog gigger's dream. <laughs> the Nile and everything, man. Just frogs everywhere. That would have freaked me out. Plague of gnats. All the dust turned to gnats. That'd be bad. There's more. Plague of flies, with the exception of where God's people lived. Can you imagine? So, there you are. You're one of God's guys. And all around you, you hear flies. But not for you. And so how did the fly know not to get into your hoop? They stayed out. Is there any doubt who's in control of this thing? Is there any doubt who's we should be following and not worrying about what we're doing, but that we're clothed in Him? The one that can keep flies off of you. Off of you. I can be in a 40-acre field, and if there's a fly in it, it's going to land on that bald head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you it will. Here's more. The plague of festering bowls, and they just start getting worse and worse. Plague of locusts. Plague of darkness. Death of the firstborn. Then the first Passover. You remember that? And the rules that He gave? Blood over the door? Just think if you wanted to do it and somebody in your family talked you out of doing it. What that would have been like coming out your door. So after the firstborn and God's people, they leave Egypt, they're free. Pharaoh and the boys, they change their mind. They said, heck man, we've let everybody go that can make a brick. We got to go get them. So they start chasing them down. They get to this place called the Red Sea. And they're staring the Red Sea right in the face. And they have to do one thing before that thing parts. They got to step in it. Because a lot of times we will pray. We're, we're, we will pray. We will pray. We will pray. But here's what I'm telling us, especially for us men. Men, let me eyeball you. After you've read the Word, after you've reflected upon it, I want you to react. I want you to respond to it. Then I want you to come back and rest. And then just like shampoo, I want you to repeat it. <laughs> Rinse, lather, rent, what is it? Pour. Lather that skull up and repeat. Read, reflect, respond. Say it with me. Read, reflect, respond. Repeat. Repeat. There we go. They stepped in. The waters parted. Gosh, to have been there. The waters parted. They go across. The old boys start going after them. The waters come back over them. And they're right at the edge of it. They're right at the edge of Canaan, the promised land. And God says, hey man, pick out twelve. And I want you to go take a look over at the land that I'm about to hand you. And it's not going to be I'm going to hand it to you while you're sitting in your hut. You're going to fight for it. But I'm telling you, you will win. 
But you still have to engage. You still have to respond. Because see, the only way that they'll know that you are my people is when you do what I tell you to do. They 12 go. And they're big people. <laughs> I mean, they come back and they've got these reports. I'd love for you to go back and read it in Numbers. And I mean, they're, they're, they're going, you know, I can, I can just picture, they're going, man, they got these grapes that are as big as my body. It's the land of milk and honey. And there's two of them that say, let's go. Two out of the twelve said, let's go. And the other ten said, ain't no way. It kind of sounds like some committees I've been on in the past. And the fear spread like wildfire. But the two stood firm in saying, let's go. Listen to this. In Numbers it said, only Joshua and Caleb survived. Because see, God gave all the other people exactly what they had been screaming for when they were in the desert. There were so many times that they asked, I just wish that we were dead. I'd rather go back and make the bricks. It was better for us when we were back there. And God let them have exactly what they asked for. Except for the two. And listen why. Only Joshua and Caleb survived the two faithful spies who believed God's promise to give the land over to. Check this out. Hebrews. Verse 4. I mean, chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to bring the rest back in. Because see, those two boys entered into His rest. Old way. God. You don't do what He says? What happens? Smack. It's bad. It's bad. There were a whole lot of folks that morning that would had wished they'd have put the blood over the doorpost. God does what He says He's going to do. God is a God of promise. <laughs> and here is His rest, gang. Here's the good news. This is why it's called good news. I think it's great news. Because see, we get to enter His rest through Jesus Christ. Here we go. God's promise of entering His rest, this is chapter 4, verse 1, is, is still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you may fail to experience it. For this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only who gained? For only we who what? Believe. It's the most, to me, it's the most powerful word in the book. What do you believe? But more importantly, who do you believe? They will never enter my place of rest, even though this rest has been ready since He made the world. Wow. We know it is ready because of the place in the Scriptures where He mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all of His work. But in another passage, God said, they will never enter My place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter, but those who first heard this good news failed to enter because why? They didn't believe. They didn't believe. 
They disobeyed. They didn't believe. And re- let's remember what that word means. It means to stubbornly refuse to change one's opinion or chosen course of action despite attempts to persuade one to do so. So in verse 7, God set another time for entering His rest, and that time is today. And we know what the rest of the story is. And it's Jesus. And it's Jesus. And it's Jesus. So you remember all the plagues that we talked about just a little while ago? I think we're under a kind of a different plague today. I believe that most folks are good with Jesus. Surveys that we look at report that. That depending on which ones that you look at and believe, they're anywhere from 75 to 85% of folks at least identify themselves with Christianity. So you remember the time that they were coming down the path and they said, hey, I, w- I want to receive, I want to be baptized, I want, to, I want Jesus. And so, I think it's up to us. And that particular demographic of people, remember we know that they've checked out of the box of just kind of gathering in places like this. And so that's what our heart is, is to go after those that have checked the box and said, hey, I want to live out, I'm not going to say this, but we're going to do it. I want to remind you. Tell me about the time when you did say yes. Will you just share that story with me? Because odds are that they have. If when you go to work, I about said tomorrow. When you go to work Monday, odds are eighty-five percent. If you're around ten people, eight of them have said yes to Jesus. And just ask the story. Why did you? What does that mean? And so it's like a different plaque. You remember the hardening of the heart. Unbelief is a very hardening thing. It suffocates the heart. It blocks it off. And so like in our health, if we've been diagnosed with heart problems, we either choose to obey those instructions or we'll disobey. And so it's whatever we're pouring into our bodies that make us healthy. Have we allowed others? How do we pour in the healthy Jesus to those out there? How do we give them the proper antidote? Did y'all hear? Yeah. These guys back in the day couldn't crack out the book and say, hey, let me show you this verse over here in John 3.16. Let me show this to you people! They didn't have it. They heard of their faith. What were they hearing of? So here's as we close. Said, remind each other while it's still today. Remind each other while it's still today. It's today. There's a possibility that someone's walked in this room and may have swallowed the wrong Jesus. If you've swallowed one that says that He did not cover it all, and you're still trying to gain acceptance on what you're doing, i got great news for you. 
you swallowed the wrong Jesus, and I will give you the correct one. <laughs> it's the Jesus that says it is finished. It is the Jesus that says that I will redeem everything. It is the Jesus that says that I have covered it all. It is the Jesus that says that I will soften your heart. It is the Jesus that says do not place me over anyone else and live me out wide open because my love never fails. Father, in a place like this, there may be just someone that has done that. So I pray that as we turn out lights and as people get ready to to respond to Your Word, God. Lord, let Your Word saturate. Let Your Word penetrate hearts. Lord, we don't don't want plaque. We don't desire hardened hearts. God, I'm thankful for a people that are in here today that know that they're empowered through You. And Lord, it's such a blast to watch them help others learn the same thing. To learn that they too are empowered with You. Resurrection power when they said yes. Father, we need no permission from anyone to go love on folks. When You emptied the tomb, that was our permission slip. Thank You for a room full of folks that believe. Lord, if there is anyone in here tonight that doesn't, I'll be standing over on the side. They can come and chat with me. That would be awesome. Lord, or if there's someone in here tonight where they've lived life with each other and they've said, you know what? I I think maybe I did swallow the wrong Jesus. We just want to let them know that they are secure in what He has done. And that's why He did it, so we wouldn't have to be unsecure in who we are. That we can know what we know, and that is, we are who He says we are. Even when we say we're not. So Father, we love You. We count it such a blessing to be called Your children. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you.